0: Thanks for listening to FYI Stillwater, where you will hear information about your local government you didn't know you need to know, straight from the source. Be sure to check out other news and information from the City of Stillwater at stillwater.org or find us on Facebook and Twitter. If you have a question for City Hall, email news at stillwater.org, and in the next podcast, we'll answer a few of them. FYI, Stillwater is available on our website at stillwater.org, Spotify, and just about anywhere else you enjoy your podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Sherry Fletcher, Director of Marketing and Civic Engagement. Today, my co-host is Megan Kazak, Communications Coordinator.
1: So how are you doing today, Megan? I'm doing well. It's a really beautiful day, Um, so it's a perfect day to go out flying. ah you you just got back from
0: colorado right i did and and you went to the sand dunes i I saw your picture on facebook
1: yeah i never had heard about this before i knew there were tons of national parks in colorado but i went to visit my sister and my uncle um, and his girlfriend are uber um, national park uh, fans and uh-huh. they they go like every weekend to some new park in the state and so they wanted to go to the sand dunes which they've been to before because all the runoff from the sand uh, from the, ah, the mountains yeah. is, is the it, so that time. little creek is so, running cold so yeah it, it, it was huge it was really interesting to go out mm-hmm. there and I wish we had spent a little bit more time so I could maybe learn about you know the geology and like why they think it's there and, and all that stuff so I'll have to research that but so we went um, in July I think uh-huh. and the
0: creek was dry uh, and I went I hiked up to the second highest peak uh-huh. and I sat down and I was done and Terry and Nick went to the the top the one. top sand yeah peak. <laughs> and then then you know you just kind of slide down the whole way so I think it's a mile if you go to the all the way to the wow. top so it's well, very interesting it was
1: not a beautiful day necessarily it wasn't terribly cold or hot but the wind was picking up and, and that, that sand that was sand, yeah. yeah that was that was fun but it was beautiful it was beautiful up in the mountains awesome just seeing that so um so who's our guest today today our guest is Stillwater regional airport director paul pregel And so we're going to be talking a little bit about the airport's role in our community and how the face of the airport will be changing over the next few years. So that's very exciting. So just a few basic facts about our airport is that um, we actually have had a partnership with American Airlines uh, since 2016. And we offer daily round-trip flights to Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport and back every day. So you flew to Colorado. So I flew to Colorado uh, with a connection at 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 Stillwater with a connection in DFW and it was just so easy Um, you know I I, am another great thing is that it's free parking and so I live like three minutes from the airport in two so that's very helpful Mm -hmm. but even if you know you live like
0: um, because your car is waiting for you yeah
1: any anywhere it's the the car was literally like in a parking lot across the street from the airport I didn't have to pay a dime to, Mm -hmm. to park my car I didn't have to pay for gas or anything like that and then it was just like five minutes to get checked in and get through security and then i was on the plane um so yeah that was fantastic so we have um right now we have uh three round trip flights most days um and um, so a lot of great opportunities to connect. Um, they have seen more than fifty thousand commercial uh, passengers in the last year. They actually reached a hundred thousand passengers back in July of last year. Yeah, I remember
0: that. Um, had so a big celebration.
1: We had a big celebration with our partners, and so it just continues to grow and grow. Um, and then they've just been recognized with so many different awards on the regional um, and national scale um, in the past couple of years. Um, so, so we'll have to ask Paul about that. I know a lot of exciting things have been happening at our wonderful airport. So, yeah. So
0: welcome, Paul.
2: Well, thank you all for having me. Glad to be here.
0: Is this your first podcast? It
2: is. A little nervous here.
0: Well, to uh, get your nerves down, we're going to start with the lightning round of questions, and we're going to ask you some random but revealing questions. Are
2: you ready, Paul? I am.
1: All right, Paul. What is your favorite dessert?
2: Oh, that's a good one. Boston cream pie. That is like... Mm top of my list so birthdays that's about the only time i get it because it's pretty bad for you
0: uh so uh so are you like a connoisseur of them and you try them out everywhere
2: no but i won't turn one down but interestingly enough i get to go to boston next month for a conference and i'm hoping that there's that's an the, abundance that's yeah the mecca. That's like the cream of the crop well like yeah. everywhere you go maybe it's just like you know chips and dip or bread. Yeah. just boston cream pie in the middle of the table i'm hoping or
0: so. boston baked beans yeah, it's not, gonna be one or the I'm other i'm not big on those but yeah, boston either. cream pie i can do you can so. do all
1: right wow well that sounds exciting it's kind of like chris
0: knight in his lemon marine pie. pie oh yeah that's his go-to yeah not
1: not feeling the lemon uh yeah <laughs> you need the i can chocolate on it in
2: a pinch i can yeah. but i've got a i got a sweet tooth so anything sweet i like but lemon would be down towards the end uh-huh. but i would still i would still
0: yeah, I don't see you turning it down.
2: No. Yeah. What does that What does that mean? <laughs> Thanks, Sherry. It's just like you have a rich appreciation. Go ahead. Keep digging. Rich uh-huh. appreciation.
0: Let's just go with
2: that.
1: Okay, so Paul, what's your favorite place of all the places you've traveled? Which I'm sure is.
2: So until a lot March, of it was. Colorado. I'm a big Colorado fan. Um, I love the mountains and love going and getting, renting a cabin and just chilling out. Um, I'm a big outdoorsy person and it's just really a a nice time to kind of get away. Um, But my wife and I just had our 10 year wedding anniversary. So we went down to Cancun in March and I honestly didn't really want to (laughs) go. Just you're not really, a beach bum. Not a beach bum, but I loved it. It was a, such a good time, and I think part of it was I, for the first time, in probably three or four years, I turned off my phone. I put it oh, in the hotel yeah. safe, and mm-hmm. I did not touch it until we flew back. So, um, just unplugging and laying on a beach and having people bring you stuff, and oh, it yeah. was it was wonderful. So I'm, very be- pretty
0: I'm a beach bum.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: very pretty, and everybody down there was so nice, and and no uh, kids, no kids. That yeah. was also a good thing. So. Mm-hmm.
1: And you can get to Cancun from Stillwater. I, we did. We <laughs> flew right out of
2: Stillwater. We left at 6.30 and we were on the beach at 11.30. That's so amazing. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah.
1: So, awesome. You're only three, like five hours away from yeah. vacation. Yeah, there you go. Crazy. Beach vacation. In All right. Setting. Well, let's uh,
0: jump into the real portion of the interview. Um, so you didn't take a direct path to become a airport director. You had a few... Uh, You had some alternate career paths before you got there, right?
2: Yeah, I... Well, I don't know. I, I It may be traditional to become a, go from a police officer to airport director. I don't yeah, know. In my world, no. it's pretty normal. But um, no, I started uh, back in, let's see, 2003 as a jailer with the police department. You started as a jailer. A jailer a long time ago. And then I was here for about a year. And then I went to probation and parole, mm-hmm. worked for a couple of years. I came back as an officer in 2006. And uh, so I had oh, somewhere around 15 years in law enforcement mm-hmm. um, towards the, probably the last eight years. uh, I also started getting into, uh, I went back and got my master's degree in aviation. Mm -hmm. And I've always, I grew up in an airport. My dad was, uh, he had his just private pilot's license. So I was Uh kind of an airport brat, hung around while he flew or got to go to air shows. I've always kind of had that kind of passion on the side. And so uh, I actually used our city, you know, our city has a reimbursement program for our tuition and stuff. So I decided, hey, might as well go back and try to better myself. And Went back and uh, started teaching at OSU in aviation and just started gradually getting a little bit more ramped up. Then when our commercial service started, I started working with Gary, our mm-hmm. uh, former uh, airport director, and his staff to get the airport ready security-wise. And so I kind of became our law enforcement liaison. So... Um, you know, Fast forward back in uh, mid-2017 uh, is when uh, they opened the assistant director position. I looked at it and I met all the requirements um, and I was like, hmm, this is kind of interesting. And I talked to my wife and, and it's one of those, I wasn't sure if I was going to be picked, but I wanted to put in just so I could say, I, I, I tried mm-hmm. and went in and um, put in for it and was lucky enough to be selected. And of course, Gary... Uh, he told me he was going to be here three years and so uh, uh, last year he uh, once I got on and started kind of getting orientated he came to me one day and he goes you know what I'm 69 years old and been here 32 years I think I need to go live a little bit and so he uh, uh, retired in October and and now we're here so it's been a been an interesting ride but um, I luck kind of oddly enough as I travel and get to know other airport stuff there is a lot of, of Transition from law enforcement into the airport community. Really? I did not know that. I think probably it's because both are so heavily regulated. Right, it's kind of a natural fit. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. kind of interesting. Because
0: you do have to follow all of those regulations. Oh yes, there's mountains of them. Mount, yeah.
1: I would not. And all those well. partnerships with the different security. Yeah, like absolutely. Agencies.
2: It's there's a lot of people involved.
0: And, and the endless partnerships. I guess there's. You know, you don't think about it, but there's a lot of moving pieces with a lot of it. everybody's got a piece of what makes the airport go forward.
2: Absolutely. Well, and and I was I was actually uh, talking about this this morning with with another group, and um, it is absolutely amazing. First off, from the city level, I cannot sit back and and look at our even day to day stuff and not see just about every department in the city that we pull from, um, and it, it's so it, it really goes to our mission as a city and it's something that i have it makes me proud to work here is that we all have that same mission to serve our citizens so um if you look you know we we from legal from your department you know we're always mm-hmm. uh, relying on you all to help us with our you know, advertising and, and things of that nature. And it just, the list goes on and on and on. And, but then you get outside, you know, we have a big partnership with OSU. They're, right. they're obviously mm-hmm. really big in our community and, uh, and just all the different uh, entities. And then you get, just keep stepping out and out from uh, people, you know, our elected officials to uh, the state agencies and federal agencies. And, and it really is, it sometimes gets a little, uh, I want to say cloudy where you start trying to get, uh, people, uh, all working together. Sometimes it's different because you've got all these different levels and different people to try to get on one track. But when that machine's running, it's, 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 really it's great. Yeah. yeah. It is.
0: Well, and there, there is a lot of activity going on going from a, um, a, an airport that did not have commercial flight to an airport that is expanding into commercial flight. So, um, so what do you see is kind of like the, the next steps.
2: Probably in the in the overall fashion, uh, one of the things, so airport, airports are planned on a 20-year master mm-hmm. plan, and our last master plan was done in 2008, and so if you look from, although it doesn't seem that far, if you look at the perspective that 2008 had compared to what we're seeing in 2019... The, especially in the airport, it, it is totally different. Yeah. Uh, we didn't have commercial service envisioned, uh, the OSU flight center, which is uh, starting to take shape on the south end of our of our property, uh, the new western road that's going mm-hmm. through there. There's all these components that are ahead of us. And so one of the biggest things that we are in the process of, of really doing is re- updating our master plan. It is absolutely imperative that we have that roadmap so that when we get questions about, hey, we would like to develop over here or, you know, so let's say we have a commercial entity in town to say, oh, we want to build near the airport. We want to accommodate that, but we need to know exactly where that's at. Yeah, because you mm-hmm. might
0: need that. Piece of land for something else, right?
2: Yeah, we don't want to build a convenience store and then we need it for a parking lot later. The other thing that I take very near and dear to my heart is we are, especially at my level in the airport, is just like most uh, department heads and and everyone in the city, we're stewards of taxpayer money, and so um, it's very important for us to not be wasteful in those endeavors. So uh, the last thing I want to do is invest money now and then get in three years down the road and go, wow we need to undo that because we, we didn't plan right. And so uh, it, it is kind of an upfront expense mm-hmm. to get that, that planning done. But once you get that roadmap, you can literally lay it out and you can go step by step. And so that's probably our biggest undertaking right now. We have some big projects going on, right. but getting that master plan solidified to see what the next 10 to 20 years looks like is going to be absolutely key.
0: Because one of the things that you know that everybody asks about is like, okay, so we have American, but I want to fly Southwest or I want to fly Delta. What is, what would you say to those people?
2: Well, so those are all we're we're in a in a a time when we're still developing our market. Our market is uh, any any market that produces fifty thousand passengers in and out a year is is obviously there's a demand there. Um, One thing that we have to remember, especially like Southwest, we get Southwest a lot. And and I'll be honest, I, I love Southwest as well. They're, they're a great organization. They have a great culture. Um, they have a totally different business model than American. And so the key difference is, is, is we are a regional market. Regional markets mean that we feed hubs. And Mm -hmm. so that's why we have these 50 seat aircraft that fly into Dallas, Fort Worth, um, And they operate in what they call a hub and spoke system. So American Airlines, Delta, United, they do the hub and spoke. And so what the goal is, is to feed the hubs and then the hubs disperse them out. So that's why these regional markets really work well Mm -hmm. for them. Southwest, on the other hand, one of their... Uh, business practices, which also attributes to their low cost operations is they do a point to point. And so they are from Oklahoma City to San Diego, Oklahoma City to Denver or wherever the case may be. And so, and they also operate generally one type of aircraft. They operate the 737 sized aircraft. Those are 160, 170 seats. Um, we are filling on average about 75% of our 50 passenger Mm -hmm. seats. Uh, So we one from Southwest perspective, we, as far, unless they go into a regional market, we're not really in that market. Uh, But also I don't know that our market would, would produce, especially as close as we are to Oklahoma City and Tulsa, who both service Southwest. So that's that is a very common question. Yeah. I'm happy. I'm always happy to answer that because a lot of people just may not understand all the intricacies of that. Mm-hmm. As far as other airlines, right now we are very limited for space. Um, every airline that comes in, uh, they come in and they come into their own space. So they uh this is our they counter they have a gate yeah, they have their counter they have their signage they have their stanchion lines you know queue lines and things like that their little kiosk if you've been into our airport i feel like we for the size that we have we make it work very well however if you could imagine trying to cram a total different brand into there mm-hmm. we really don't have enough separation to even accommodate two airlines um one of the things that i i feel like probably I think right now, tentatively, the plan is to start design in 22 and the uh, build in 2024 would be expansion of our current terminal. And we have uh, uh, in the plans right now to do two gates and a whole, you know, our current terminal is just under 6,000 square feet. And we're looking to expand 22,000 square feet. So um, with that, we'll have lots of room to grow. Mm -hmm. But we also we we want to make sure we don't get too big. Yeah. Uh, too quickly, we have to grow with the market, so that obviously takes some growing pains.
0: So we obviously don't want to be a Oklahoma City size airport because part of the reason people like to tra- travel out of here is that it it is small, it is quick. There's in right. there's some advantages to a small airport.
2: Yes, and and that's. It's one of those be careful what you wish for type right. deals because I know people would love to be as close as we are to what, to, as close as an Oklahoma City resident is to their right. airport and have that many selection as, as we. But one of the things that we uh, really, I would say, hit a home run on um, back before my time is landing American Airlines. If right. you look at all of the different carriers and all the connectivity uh, for us to get not only American Airlines but American Airlines into Dallas, it is absolutely huge. Uh, one of the other questions I always get is when are we going to go to another destination like right, Chicago? Chicago, Denver, and you know we'll take whatever we can get. Uh, but one thing we got to remember, you know, this time of year it's a little hard because of thunderstorms and things mm-hmm. of that nature. But uh, for the most part, the weather between here and Dallas is pretty uninterrupted. So when you get into reliability and right. accommodations your reliability is going to be pretty high coming from our state to Dallas. When you get into going to Chicago, um, there is on average about two months, and it's not even two whole months, it's segmented weeks at a time, where they do not have either significant weather, winter events or significant thunderstorms. So they're usually really, really delayed. And um, although all all markets get delayed, we feel like we really – really hit it. The other mm-hmm. component is, uh, we're less than 200 miles, I believe from DFW right at that 200 mile mark. It really, when you're, when you're sitting that close to one of the biggest hubs in the world, it really doesn't make sense to go anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a, a middle um, stump for some people because they go, well, I can go, I can drive to, uh, Oklahoma city and I can, if you think about it, by the time you leave Stillwater and given the lines, the parking and all that, you really are leaving about three hours before your flight from Stillwater to get to your flight in Oklahoma city. So three hours. And then when you get back, you're waiting 30, 45 minutes for bags, 20 minutes to walk to your vehicle, get out of that mess. You're almost three hours coming back. So we get people going, well, I'd rather drive South and and have a direct flight to wherever. Okay. That's great. But when you look at the time constraints and all that, really when you, when you, leave your house an hour before your flight at our airport and you get there and you take five minutes to walk and check in. Then you fly 46 minutes south. That's the flight to Dallas. And then you fly to your destination. Then you come back, same thing. You've actually saved time flying from us. And I understand some people don't like that multiple stops and that's fine. Um, but I'll tell you, and you, you Megan, and I think Sherry's mm, flown a lot I too. Have. The best part, and I, I, it doesn't matter where I go. The best part is landing walking out to my vehicle and being home 10 minutes later. Uh I cannot, you know, and, and everybody has different nuances with vacation, but just it doesn't matter if it's a vacation or conference or whatever. You're happy to be home yes. and and not having to mess with oh, I now I got another hour to drive home. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: and a lot of times your connection from Oklahoma City is Dallas. Yeah.
2: Yes. You know, and so that's like
1: well, what's like the like, point? like
0: yeah. why go to Oklahoma uh-huh. City just to or, fly to Dallas? You know, or
1: you don't get that direct flight to wherever you're going. Still, you end up still having to go to like get you know it. Atlanta or right. uh, uh, Chicago or yeah. where have you to get to your to your next stop. So. Yeah, I and I agree. When I remember before we got the service, for me, the, the, the most stressful part of the travel was like, well, I have to make sure I leave at this time so mm-hmm. that I can get to Tulsa or Oklahoma City. And, you know, what if I hit traffic or what if there's construction? And you don't like to drive. And I don't like to drive. That's why I fly. Right. Um, so it, it it's absolutely like, and if you get in late, you know, at 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock, then you have to make that drive back in the dark. I mean, yeah. I don't have to worry about that when I, when I fly into Stillwater, even on the later flight.
2: And I'm amazed. I Every time I fly, I try to just kind of pull the audience around me just right. to just make conversation, And um, especially on the way back. And I end up uh, almost always talking to somebody that's either from Tulsa or Edmond area
1: mm-hmm. that
2: live kind of this side of, on that side of Tulsa right. or north side of Oklahoma City or Edmond. And they will drive to our airport because where they're at it's about the same distance but then they look at the free parking and you know the short lines and right. it's it's just better for them so we like that too
1: i think another thing that's really interesting to remember too is, is it's not just flying us out of here but it's flying people to here yes and how important it is for the economic development of still water in this region
2: absolutely yeah we um i i think probably most of our market would be what we consider business travel. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see a lot of people that every Monday they're flying out and every Friday they're coming back. And, mm-hmm. and there's, there's a lot of that, uh, with our new flight schedule, you can, you know, Monday or Tuesday, I'm sorry. We, we did that. We had to meet with our, um, uh, uh, the headquarters down, down in American and, and we flew out at six 30 and we were back at one that's and just crazy. It isn't is it? crazy. And yeah, it's like and having a private jet. Yeah. With that little third flight, you can even, um, um, go down for the day and be back in, you know, by seven, seven, or was this? No, it's five 30 now they land mm-hmm. at five 30. So, mm-hmm. I mean, those are tremendous to be able to, to be in Dallas by seven thirty and home by five thirty, and it'd be an expensive daily commute. But if you had to, if you were in a bind or a business here that needed to go, you know, meet for several days or whatever, it would, it would definitely, uh, work out well.
0: So is there anything I didn't ask you that you would like to talk about?
2: Well, I mean, we just, um, we're, we're constantly striving to make things better at our mm-hmm. airport. And, uh, we, we really do take that hometown, um, right. uh, effect. And we, we meet regularly with our, our local uh, partners, which is American airlines mm-hmm. and TSA. And, and when we get complaints or suggestions, um, uh, we pass those along and, and we try to address those. And so uh, we really appreciate uh, we don't take for granted our passengers and and the, the tremendous success that we've had. We know we've got a long ways to go and we're going to continue to to build it. We're in a kind of an interesting point where we've got to continue to use it to show the demand. Uh, we have some really good potential in the next several years to continue with um uh, uh, at least the third flight, and maybe even adding some additional, maybe looking at some bigger planes, and mm-hmm. all that is, we've got to fill the seats to to keep that going. So we we just can encourage one things that uh, I always tell people: if we can usually get them to try it once, they're usually hooked. Right,
0: I think that's true that yeah. people. It's like, oh, I can get home ten minutes after the plane lands. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So if they want to go and look for flights and whatnot, they can go to American Airlines website or they can go to our website, which is whystillwaterok.com. Yes. And there's a link to American's website, but our code is SWO. Yes. To
2: SWO for. is our airport code.
1: So um, so we really encourage people to go and look and see all the, the places that they can get to and in, in the times. We get a lot of questions about, you know, the the rates and like how much does it cost to get here, but it, it's dependent on when you want to fly a Absolutely. lot to. Um, and then we have a very robust Facebook and Twitter page yes. too uh, for the airport, and we like to connect with people and hear their thoughts and answer their questions. So um, we're on Facebook uh, at, and Twitter at Fly Stillwater. Okay, is our our handles, and so we encourage people to go and follow the airport and uh, see what's going on.
0: Yeah, because if they if they're Curious about flying out of Stillwater, they could post a question or just say, "Hey, could somebody call me?" And Paul would be happy to Absolutely. kind of walk you through uh, through your questions and things.
2: And then on our website, there is a link that if I, I don't remember the exact email address, but it comes directly to me, and it's just a, um, a general inquiry questions. And I get about one a week that I answer mm-hmm. directly, and it's anything from, "Hey, I'm flying out next week, and I would like to know where to park," or, mm-hmm. uh, "Do you have?" I had one yesterday asking me, "Is two weeks in a, uh, from now, wanting to know what I thought the weather was going to be and if there was going to be any delays." And, oh my! Uh, unfortunately, if I had that that knowledge, I probably wouldn't be in this career. But uh, <laughs> crystal yeah, ball, um, yeah. So, but uh, we're that's happy awesome. to answer them.
1: Yeah, and we have like a video tour, so you can go and see what the airport looks yeah. like if you can't make it out yet. And, and just um,
2: stop in; we'll be happy to show you around as absolutely.
1: well. Absolutely, and a cost calculator. So that's if you, true. If you are trying oh, to yeah, figure out how. Out. If, would it really be you know cheaper? You can really see, think mm-hmm. about all the costs that you incur when you're flying to these other airports that you wouldn't have to if you came to Stillwater. So lots of neat things at flystillwaterok.com. So yeah, follow us there. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook.
0: All right. Well, you've uh, given us a lot of information, and um, hopefully people are like, "Oh, I want to go fly now. I'm stillwater. Me too. I know. I I'm to I too. I
2: know. Yeah. yeah, I'm ready for vacation.
0: Back to Cancun. <laughs> yeah. Why well, <I> wish? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. We're going to bring you back. And uh, because there's so much going on out there that the citizens really need to know what uh, what what taxpayer dollars are paying for. Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: We're happy to happy to do that.
0: Well, thank you. And we'll see you next time.
2: All right. See you.
0: Questions from Bob on Facebook, and it's kind of a multi-part question. So I, I'm instead of reading the whole thing, I'm just going to kind of break it down a little bit. First, he'd like to know how to reach the mayor, and second, he would like to know a little bit more about. Uh, these improvements he's heard about Perkins Road. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of the two-part question, Megan. Do you want to take that?
1: Yeah, sure. Well, um, he what he's probably referring to, uh, as far as the Perkins Road question, is um, the ODOT project uh, that the city and the o- and ODOT have been working in tandem with uh, for um, improvements. Oh, Perkins Road is of course US um, 177, and so um, we actually have a project page on that, and that has like kind of like the most latest. Um, Things in in the works for that project. There's like a video that kind of shows right. the um, proposed changes because we had public
0: input on it. And mm-hmm. the thing with um, uh, these type of projects is that they are planned years in ad- in advance, and it takes a while to for ODOT to get to the pro- to the improvements in the actual construction. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, and then as far as c- uh, contacting your city councilors, all of the city councilors have an email address that's like their their professional counselor email um and so we encourage people to reach out to them that way some of them do have social media but um they that is their discretion whether they use that or not so the email is a really great way to 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 type out your answers and get in touch with them um so we did for that uh, we do whenever people kind of ask us on via social media and they specifically like maybe like in Bob's case, they mentioned Mayor Joyce. Um, we will send that on mm-hmm. to them, but we do encourage you as well to to reach out to them themselves. We also have a lot of other opportunities throughout right. the year. We do the pop up city halls, so you and, can show up at a pop up city yeah. hall and ask your question right yeah. there. Yeah. So we typically have a city councilor, multiple city councilors there. Um, of course, city council meets on Monday nights, and so if you want to speak, uh, if you want to formally like request to speak for a city council. Um, if the agenda warrants you to do that, you can sign up to speak as well. Absolutely.
0: Uh, Let's go to the second question. This is from Elizabeth on Facebook. And she has questions about the... uh, I guess we uh, announced a few weeks ago that we really didn't want people to use the um, single-use plastic bags in their recycling cart. Like, mm-hmm. you know, people are gathering their their cans or whatever into those uh, grocery bags, those yes. plastic go- grocery bags. So we've asked people not to do that. So, um, so what's their options?
1: So um, some of your options instead. Um, so, again, we ask you to, if you're going to use those plastic trash bags, Only use, throw them away, like put them in your trash cart. Um, instead, it, for those, like, smaller items that you are typically trying to bag, put those at the bottom of your recycle cart and then put the heavier items on top. We know that it gets really windy in Oklahoma and that the, the wind blows off and that the load right. blows um, off sometimes and you don't want that stuff to blow out on, the, on, on your lawn and in the street, and we totally understand that. But just try and place those lighter things at the very bottom of your, your trash cart to uh, to fix that. Um, a lot of um, – there are some uh, stores in town that will accept the plastic. Kind of recycle and they will Recycle them in however proper method they they have for that um so that's an option and then of course you can always take your things to the convenience collection center it's open tuesday through saturday at you'll have to check our website for the specific times but you could take those items and dispose of them that way if you're worried about maybe they're too light or they're too you know you're worried about them blowing away possibly right. um, so, so lots of options lots of options but yeah please just try and we we understand the reasons why you're you're doing them but it's uh, it's hurting our recycling scores and we want to make sure that we have the best score possible to help serve you all um so yeah um just uh try and make sure that those stay out of those cards awesome
0: well thanks everyone for listening to fyi stillwater tune in for our
1: next podcast